Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Mir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. And I have with me a huge icon in modeling, one of the top supermodels of the 90s, is joining me today, Veronica Webb. Hi, Dr. Mir. How do I even introduce someone as yourself? Like, you're an icon. You were one of the top, you know, you broke so many boundaries back in the day. And you're back again to talk about everything that you've been up to. Well, I think you did a great job. I mean, you couldn't have flattered me more in your introduction. Right. Um, and I love your show. I've been listening to the podcast. Have you? Oh, yes. that makes me so happy. Yes, yes. and I, I think you're so warm and so human, and I really, I really oh. like your whole approach to beauty. You know what it is? I decided when I was given the opportunity to have a voice, I really wanted it to be a positive thing, and I wanted people to come away feeling good, and I wanted to be real because I'm not perfect. You know, when people look at somebody who is accomplished, successful, they think that that they just have had everything and I really wanted to unearth there's a hustle and there's disappointment and there's heartache behind that and I feel like somebody like yourself would be great because a lot of people really look up to you and I want to talk about your story how you got here you know well um, when I was a kid I grew up in Detroit I um, had thought about modeling my mother always said no absolutely not right which well you is, come from a family of intellectuals like, yeah my one of my sisters is an oncologist my other sister designs math curriculums for the <laughs> for the public school system yeah that's like some brains there yeah, and mother, your mother a nurse nurse and, and your father uh, my dad was an electrician yeah so you guys you know modeling are you kidding me Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I got to New York on a scholarship to Parsons. Then in my first semester when I was 18, no, 18, almost 19, um, I got discovered as a model. I was working at a store in Soho and a modeling agent came in and then I was off to Paris and in short order. Just like that. Well, it sort of sounds like just like that. But um you know, this was at a time when things were really mysterious. Like there mm -hmm. was no, you know, there was no internet, there were no cell phones, there was, you know, barely any cable. So I had no idea what was going on once I got there. I got there with no money, uh, no language. I couldn't speak French. Stayed a year until I made enough money to actually be able to come home again. Oh, wow. And then I was off on my career. Right. And, you know, you know, being a minority in the modeling industry, especially when a time there wasn't a lot of diversity, you broke a lot of barriers. I mean, if you don't know this, you were the first to have a major contract with a cosmetics company. Yes, and you know, th I think, you know, we were all really lucky, my generation, um, we're, I'm Generation X, I guess. Are, are we Generation X? I'm I probably can't, older than I you. don't even understand. Um, what 
I'm but not anyway, a millennial. You know, I know that. <laughs> we no, we were really lucky that you know we came you know we came of age after the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So a lot of you know so a lot of the barriers that people had to fight and die for were broken down. Mm-hmm. Um, and the world was changing. It was changing. The world was changing. I mean, I remember there was a cover of Time magazine in 1990 called The Browning of America. And I took it to my agency and I said, you know, I, I, I really think that it's the time to start approaching for a cosmetics contract. I think, you know, we could. You oh, know, so that came out of your, you thought of that. Yeah, I cool. thought of that. Um, and I'm sure that, but, you know, I, but. The time was right. It yeah. was in the air. Yeah. So the major companies were planning for it. You know, you it just was figured, happening. Yeah. Um, I think it gave my agents a really strong push to mm-hmm. go in that direction. Um, and certainly what I did, I look at it now as one small step that kind of, you know, created the crack that opened the dam. Mm-hmm. And for my kids who are, you know, the oldest of whom is 16, the youngest of whom is 12, the first presidential election they remember was a woman and a black man. Yeah. Um, the people who they remember, the first people they remember on afternoon TV are, you know, um, was a gay woman, um, a black woman who was was plus size. Yeah. So they've grown up in a world that... It's changing. Yeah. And it's really interesting because um, we were, you know, when Hillary Clinton is now going to be presidential nominee, um, and I had heard somebody on television say recently, well, it shows me that my daughters can know that there can be a female president. But where my background is there were already women presidents like you know my parents are from Kashmir mm-hmm. as it's, there's a Persian background but the Kashmiri side they already were female like leaders so I was already that was already instilled with me you know I always thought the US even though I was born here and raised there was so backward like there's women running all these other countries um, what's going on here so well, it think, is changing yeah I think however backwards the US is you know we still lead the world and the world looks to us mm-hmm. so but isn't that bizarre that because the war we are the first you know the, the the role models and we haven't had a female president yet it's just like it's about time right it's coming yeah it it's is coming it, you know it may not be next January but it's coming so I um, just want to talk about a couple things you were the Yeezy. You were just recently, I mean, you stole the show at the Yeezy presentation for the fall 2016. Thank you. I mean, it was you and Naomi and Alec Wack. How did and that Leah Kabidi. Don't Leah forget Kibiti. Leah. How did you guys get that? How did that come about? You know, I think that um, they did very interesting casting. Mm-hmm. I think that they probably booked shows shows tend to be very successful when designers book the people who they really like yeah um and it was just you know they they called up the agency and said listen we want these four people and you got it and that's how it happened did you have any idea it was going to be that huge i mean it sold out in 10 minutes well you know the first thing well you know the first thing they said was listen um there's a thousand models in the show so <laughs> I said to myself, well, you know, what, a thousand models, like, how is this going to work right, out? Right, that's no going to be a long a runway, outfits. yeah. Well, who has a thousand outfits? Right, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for designers to get, you know, 50 outfits together, let alone a thousand. So, 
Then I heard it was at Madison Square Garden, then I knew it would be a spectacle, and yeah. then I heard that the artist Vanessa Beecroft was involved, and she was doing the staging, and she does a lot of collaboration with fashion houses doing sort of these large human sculptures. Mm-hmm. So I was really curious, like, hmm, what's she going to do this time? Right. It's just, it was such a grand experience, and I love that they incorporated, like, the different types of ethnicities and diversities. It was just a very diverse crowd. It was just a huge, I feel like it's so different than anything that's being done right now. Well, you know, it's also taking advantage of all the new digital information and advantages that we have where people can go direct to consumer. I'm always fascinated about earlier, before we started the show. Um, Dr. Mir was showing me how to use um, <laughs> the Lumi case. Yeah, the Lumi well, case. You knew how to use and it. And I just got it today. Um, and how, it's a fabulous how to use case. Snapchat, which, you know, my kids won't teach me how to use it because <laughs> I think they don't want me on it. But I'm always, 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 because I didn't grow up online, like really trying every day to learn something new mm-hmm. digitally. I think that's so important because it's not going to go anywhere. It's only going to get crazier and crazier. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all over everything as soon as it hits because I love it. I can't imagine if I were like 15 and and, in this, you know, digital kind of social networking. Yeah, you'd be a screenager. Yeah, or a screenager. That's so funny. I love that word. Who sometimes becomes a meanager because. uh, Yeah, because of the the attention to the the screen and the. Because of the attention to the screen and also because of the age and all the changes that your body is going through. Yeah. Um, But I think that um, it's, it's really interesting also what. Um, the digital world can do for beauty. Yeah. I can't uh, have a conversation without you without even getting into that because, you know, you were on the runways, one of the, you rose to fame in the 90s, you're on like Karl Lagerfeld, YSL, but now you're, you know, 50. 51. 51. I mean, you're stunning. I don't think you've changed at all. And you have this air of like beauty and health. And I would love to learn more about that. Well, I've changed. I've changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important as women, you know. Emotionally. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I've changed emotionally. I've mm-hmm. changed physically. Mm-hmm. You know, you change. Yeah. And you change all the time. And it's and okay to say that and admit that and for people to understand that. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and as women, you know, we're we're very habituated to change. We have bodies that fluctuate wildly. I love that you say that because we do, even in a given month, you know, yes, it changes. Yes, in a given month, in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you have a baby, it's like you can do anything. Once you have a baby, I believe that it really shows you how strong you are and what we're built to do. And that for me was when my never say never moment came yeah. because I always felt like, well, maybe I couldn't run a marathon. And after the kids were born, I just, you know, as You're soon like, as... Well, I gave birth. I can run a marathon. Yeah, I can run a marathon. <laughs> That's you know a great what? way to and, look at and it. And these kids can too. And I put them on scooters and trikes and they would go after me. And, you know, we'd go and we'd go a little farther every day. And I'd take the kids with me as much as I possibly could. And I think that's so important because you're including your kids in your physical activity and teaching them how to break emotional, physical boundaries or, yeah. or limitations. Yeah, you know, and that and that there and that and that as a woman, you really do have unlimited physical power. I really believe that. Like if you focus your mind on it, you do. It's all about your brain and your mind. And then I also wanted to teach them like um, you 
break a sweat every day, you work out every day in the same way that you would like to wash your face or brush your teeth. You would never consider going an extended period of time without doing that, right? Right. No, I agree. I totally agree. So, you know, you keep your health as part of your workout and part of your everyday health. That's where the Healthy Guru came about. Like, I want to talk about what that is. I think Healthy Guru is so cool because, you know, we all, you know, we're all busy. We all want to be healthy. We all need information. And so this is like an aggregate site where you can find the best of the best for uh, fitness and nutrition all in one spot. Plus fashion, too, don't forget, because whatever you're doing, you got to look good doing it. Yeah, and, and that's another thing, the athleisure wear. You know, like people, for me, not I sometimes will work out because I got a new outfit. Is that terrible to say? You know, it all no. comes together, you know? No, it doesn't matter why you do it. Yeah. Just do it. But I think one of the most important things, and, you know, Saturday in the Hamptons at the Healthy Guru event, and people can go to hashtag Healthy Guru, and you'll find it, or healthyguru.com, and you can register for the event and take classes and see the fashions and, and learn about... Um, and learn about nutrition. But the important thing for me that really changed my whole attitude and broke my fitness routine wide open was I, I was started to work out for stamina and strength. Mm -hmm. For stamina and strength. And then size and shape will follow. Yeah. And you can always be motivated by getting stronger. Yeah. You can always be motivated by having more energy. And the reason I think that's important is the following. If you're going to work out for size and shape, you're going to probably fail. I'll tell you why. You can't outrun uh, um, out, sorry, you can't outrun your diet. Meaning, if you're trying to really slim down, you have to watch what you're eating. So, so many people will work out hard, 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 but then not control their diet. So, that's hand in hand. You know, like they'll eat, they'll go to Soul Cycle, and then literally, I've had people say to me, I'm going to Soul Cycle so I can have a pizza tonight. I'm like, but then that's not going to do anything. But you know what? Unless it's, that's why you're doing Soul Cycle. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I like to eat. Yeah. I like to eat, and I like to be able to keep up with my kids. Yeah. So that's really why I yeah. work out. You know? I think that the idea that you're going to get stronger, you're going to have more energy, it's great mentally and physically, and then um, the size and shape will follow. Yeah. Because then you're going to change your eating habits and things like that. Strength and stamina, size and shape follows. It's just like, you know, um, beauty follows health. Mm-hmm. Health doesn't follow beauty. Exactly. It's interesting about size and shape. It's changed so much in the in the past. I don't know. I know when I was growing up in high school, having a big butt was not cool. It was the opposite. And now it, people are definitely embracing that. Um, how have you noticed that difference, like in fashion and beauty? Have you? Noticed I mean, that? I used to be the black one with the big butt. Um, <laughs> you know, and now it's like I, I got, I'm left in the dust. But isn't that isn't and that like was that, that a was it a I challenge think, when you were? Um, Yes, I mean, you know, and I had it from the time when I was a kid and I was taking ballet and I heard that I was too athletic, you know, that meant my butt was too round, you know, the the my my, my hamstrings were too bowed. Um also in, you know, on runways, you know, my, you know, designers always used to say that my hips or my butt was too big and that was a challenge for um isn't that crazy a, because a it really was really sh very very skinny like the kate moths era and all of that and you were considered curvier. well actually no i was even well before the kate moss era i have to say that in the era of the supermodel of me and l and helena and Naomi, we were yeah. much curvier. Yeah, than, you guys were healthy. I remember that Kate Moss came slightly after, but I remember like Cindy had a body, Naomi had a body, you had we a body. We all had bodies. Yeah, and I loved that curvy, and I, you know, I love the glam. And then it went from there to like what was it called, heroin chic? Was that what yes. it was called? It was a terrible name, but. Um, well, <laughs> 
it's what it, you know, it's what it became. And was that? It's what it looked like. It's what it looked like. And the models. By the way, heroin is not a beauty product. No, it's Um. not. (laughs) Heroin is not a beauty product, and I'm glad that you said that. But it gave that illusion of like you know the crystal meth chic or whatever you want to call it. Which is also not a beauty. Not a beauty product, definitely not. But it just makes made me sad because I really missed that like the glamour. I just remember whenever I would see any of the um, models off you know, their runway, they still looked great, you know? Mm-hmm. And was that just sort of understood? Just, yes. Yeah. It was the beginning of, it was the beginning of actually what I would call the social media era now because there was cable TV. Yeah. And all of a sudden there were cameras everywhere and there mm-hmm. were cameras backstage at every show and there were cameras on the streets and there, and broadcasting live onto cable TV. So that was the first sort of taste of social media or the internet or being on 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it's called off-camera, but nowadays there's hardly any off-camera. You there know? is no off-camera. There's no off-camera. The only time you're off-camera is when you are in the house with your shades shut, with tape over and your the phone computer. off and your phone off. Tape I tape over the my little, com- um, I tape my computer too. Yeah, right. I do. I've heard people hacking into computers and looking at you through your uh, computer camera so yeah well you know what they're really looking at they're also looking at your keyboard that's how people get hacked yeah because they'll look at the keystrokes and yeah. watch you log into whatever you log into it happens a lot you know if you were to go back and like I, I i feel like a lot of the reasons i when i would watch you and i would learn about you you had a really strong work ethic you know i feel like you were so professional you were always on top of it um, is that the advice you'd give to people, regardless if they want to do modeling or what? Because people are always asking me, how do you do it? And my answer is, I just do it. Well, you know, I, I have a really good work ethic from my parents. They both grew up on farms. They went from farm to the military. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mother was an emergency room nurse. so In Detroit, which is no joke. Because, it, well, because she had served three or four tours of duty. Mm-hmm. So she had so much combat experience that she could deal with the amount of gunshot wounds that came through the emergency yeah. room. I actually did a rotation to Detroit receiving. I know. Oh, it's all gunshots. You know, yep. It's all gunshot wounds. Yeah. And, you know, my dad always had two jobs because mm-hmm. we were three girls and everyone was going to college and there was zero, zero, zero negotiation on that. And we all had to have scholarships to the schools that we went to and there was no excuses. And if you messed up, you couldn't live in the house, right. period. So like, you, you grew up with real discipline and you yeah. kind of took that with you. And also, I mean, when you look at how the world is now and you look at how the economy is now, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And no matter what you do, you have to be totally on top of it and you have to be the best at what you do. We just had lunch down the street um, um, and I and I and I believe in good retail karma. I believe in good work karma, and they were so nice. Everyone, like from the hostess to the waiter, was so cheerful. And at the end, I went and I said, "Can I speak to the manager?" I said, "I just want to let you know the food was excellent, and every single person who I came into contact here was excellent." And I, I love told that. all their names off mm-hmm. of their name tags, and that's part of what makes the world go around. You do your job great, and then. Hopefully, you know, someone will compliment you or recommend you. Yep. And do that for other people. And I love that you said that because I'll tell you a funny little story. I was in the elevator coming up to CBS just now and there was a girl sitting in there and I just couldn't stop staring at her because I thought she was so beautiful she had like these blue eyes and this dark blonde and she just looked like she was just coming up from lunch and exhausted and I just looked at her I'm like excuse me and I don't know she looked at me like 
she thought I was going to say something mean or I don't know. She just looked surprised. Right. I'm like, I just want you to know that I just think you're so pretty. You know what? She almost teared up right then. She's like, you just made my day. You don't know the crappy day I've been having. So I think it's a lot of that that I like to put out there because you never know. You never know what people are going through. Like you could have just made their week. You know, they could have been on the verge of like giving up and you gave them that confidence back. But isn't that what makes life great? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're a dermatologist, so yeah. I'm sure people come into your office all the time and they're worried about their skin. Well, I have to read people, not like read, read, but sometimes no. they're unhappy for things that have nothing to do with their skin, you know? That's true. And and, but, and and that can be symptomatic. And But it can be helped if it's understood and treated the right way, you know? Like you're giving them back a little bit of happy when you're treating them. And I understand that. Like I also understand the opposite. Like if somebody's just, they come in, they're like, oh, I've been to 400 doctors and none of them can get this right. That's also a flag sign too, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all about your expectations and your attitude in life. It absolutely is. It's the truth, right? Yep. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. If you could go back to your youth self, your younger self, uh-huh. and I kind of want you to do this for all the kids that might be listening, what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give yourself? I would tell myself that, you know, I tend to be very hard on myself, mm-hmm. extremely hard on myself, and so do my sisters. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind, we, and we make it a point to remind each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think I would say, like, you know, my sister will be down on herself, and I said, and I'll, you know, and I'll say to her, do you think I would say that about you? Or, mm-hmm. or, or I yeah. would think that about you, so don't think that about yourself. Right. And, you know, I always try to remember someone snapchatting me again i always do that um and you know i always and i always try to think like when like when things are hard you know when when things are hard or i feel like giving up or i feel badly i always try to remember like what would my mother say Mm -hmm. what would my mother think about it because my mother was so kind and so encouraging and you know my memories of her and the way she treated me saves me all the time yeah I guess that's a really good thing to understand like people can be so hard on themselves and so down Um, I would say to myself don't stay sad for too long you know things are gonna get you down but don't stay sad for too long and um, I'm sure you know what like you sometimes things don't work out they just don't work out Um, and most of the time things actually do work out so you have to remind yourself when you start to feel afraid or in fear most of the times things do work out i'm still here i still have a roof over my head i still have my health i can get better and you know especially in your industry i'm sure you had a lot of times where you just felt like it wasn't going to work out or you felt i still have them yeah i still have so you them. still don't feel like a like it's you've done everything and you're fine you know Earlier when I said, you know, when I was interested in modeling and my mother told me, no, 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 it's the best lesson I ever had because everyone in business will tell you no. Right. The first answer is usually oh, no. Yeah. And you will hear no no well, matter why do you want to do that? Yeah. No matter what you're doing, as long as you are exchanging money with other people, you will hear no because people need to be convinced and 
people need to be 100% sure, just like every listener who's tuned in right now needs to be before they part with some money for something. Yeah. No, it's truth. But then all of that rejection helps you bounce back. The rejection is hard, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes you go to work and, you know, and um, you probably get this as, as a doctor, too. Like when everything goes right, it's sort of taken for granted. When everything goes wrong, it's completely on you and you're yep. the focus of everyone's problems. And, you know, when someone is frustrated for whatever reason, if things don't work out perfectly or they don't go the way that they thought they would, and I'm not talking about like gross errors on the part of, you know, right. the doctor or myself, but, um, you know, the kind of things, you know, the kind of rejection and, and, and like, um, insults that come towards you can make yeah. you feel really bad about yeah. yourself. Yeah, especially today with Twitter. Oh my God, you know, like Twitter is like another, all these people that I talk to that are on television or on like a reality shows or on talk shows or just public figures, there's like a third, you know, person out there called Twitter that really can make you feel horrible about yourself. And I don't think any of that's real. I think that you just have to look at it as that that's not real. None of it is real. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I tend to think that people that people kind of um, pass the anger along. Mm -hmm. And they're frustrated, especially when someone doesn't know you and you're not making any kind of point that's actually going to change their life. You know, you're not creating policy yeah um <laughs> no and i feel like if you're taking that much time to say something mean i would hope that you do something in your day with the equal amount of energy that's good yeah and i think a lot of people need a place to vent yeah and it used to be on talk radio mm -hmm. yeah i mean if you listen to talk radio people call up and they vent you know and a lot of people aren't heard and a lot of people spend their whole day at their job or in their family you know, taking in blame and abuse. Feeling stuck. Yeah, but also really taking in blame and abuse. Yeah. And so it has to come out somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as much as we hate these trolls, um, I have sympathy for them as well. Yeah, I actually have sympathy for them and I don't even think I hate them. I know that sounds crazy. When I see some of the comments um, that are put out there and a lot of times the people that they're talking about that are on TV, I know because I'm in this industry, mm -hmm. and I just look at that, and I remember there's one one girl in particular. She's on a reality. She's a very successful one, and I just said to her, I'm like, "Do you ever retaliate on Twitter with any of these people?" She's like, "No." No. She's like, "No," because I knew another girl who did, and it drove her. It made her mad. It made her life crazy. Like she went crazy, literally angry all the time, freaking out about her tweets. And I remember thinking, "Is this really worth it?" Whereas my other Why friend, Why would you spend your day engaging those people? What kind of a person? gets that affected by a tweet from somebody they don't know, some stranger. That's what I wonder, you know? Um, and I think that my advice is, I want to parlay this into young girls, because I'm really, I want to, I want women and young girls to know that there's options for them, and they're probably going to face people telling them no, making I, them feel bad. I tell bad. my girls all the time, mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing about a woman is her character. Mm-hmm. And I really think that that's important to take to heart. Yeah. And I think that you have to ask yourself before you do anything, is this constructive? Is it worth my time? What am I going to have to show for it? Yeah. Would you want your daughters to become, to be models? No. No. And what, why? You said that so, you didn't even hesitate. Because, 
You know, for me, it was, I was very, you know, I was very attracted by, you know, I was very attracted by fashion. I mm-hmm. love fashion mm-hmm. because my mother made all my clothes and she was a great seamstress and she was a great knitter. Um, and so fashion is something that I intimately understand. Mm-hmm. And um, the other, but, you know, the, the flip side of all the beautiful things that are made and all the happiness that's given is that as a model, what you value yourself for because you're being judged on, paid for, and praised for how much you weigh, how much you look, how much you know other people like you, mm-hmm. how willing you are to change yourself at the drop of a hat for um, whatever you know who's ever standing in front of you, whether it's a photographer or a designer or a magazine or an editor. Wow, I've never thought about it like that. Totally differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on a diet for like 20 years. <sighs> Um, that's insane. no fun. And then, you know, how I felt about myself very often was connected to how much I weighed at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, you and you have a strong character, you know. Imagine if you didn't. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. And it's still hard, you know. And I have clients judge me in ways now and say things to me that, you know, I I think I'm above it. I think I'm beyond it. It's still sometimes little daggers, you know. And like, it hurts. Yeah, no, it hurts. Sometimes, You're human. No, sometimes it really hurts. Yeah. And, you know, I, and then I can't sometimes, you know control the way I, I can't separate it I can't mm-hmm. control the way I feel about it and it'll get me down it'll get me down for a day or you know a couple days yeah. and you know I really want my kids I think that modeling like if if it changes your circumstances right you know the, I'm more fortunate than my parents were my kids are more fortunate than I was so the things that modeling gave me like money for education travel experiences um, opportunities experiences opportunities to be able to go to museums and restaurants um to be able to you know pay off student loans and stuff like that they're not going to need it as much as i did so the sacrifice that you make being judged only on your looks and then if you want to make money doing it you know you got to start early you got to give up school mm-hmm. and a lot of the childhood normalities and once you are a professional that is the opposite of being a kid yeah yeah you only get to be a kid once yeah and then it's over i mean it's like if it's like if you look at your whole hand being a kid is the first digit of your pinky finger of your life Mm -hmm. and then after that it's all responsibility yeah it's it, it's interesting because nowadays um, when I'm seeing who's becoming it's, it has a lot of social media like you know you've got the Gigi Hadids and the Kendall Jenners mm-hmm. and I think that they're just beautiful girls um, not taking away girls. I just gorgeous. wonder um, your thoughts because you kind of came up from a very humble hard working family from Detroit mm-hmm. and then you became discovered and then here you are um, it's it was different for those girls. Do you think that it's um, how does that make you feel when you you know look at how their rise was? You know what, I don't begrudge anybody anything. Mm-hmm. You know their parents worked hard, got you know got to that point. That's what that's the jumping off point that they had to offer their children. Mm-hmm. I don't think those girls have easy lives. I don't I think, think they've it's ever had easy lives. Right. I don't care how many zeros are on their bank accounts. Have they never not been public figures? Have they never? I don't know any better. But it's what you just said. That's hard. Yeah. And it's what you just said that I thought was really endearing. It's sort of like when I look at how it happened for them, I don't look at it as like, oh, look at them. They had 
at it easy. No, I actually look at it like their parents did this for them, just like any parent would do for you. I mean, I would hope. Just like your opportunities from modeling, whatever they are, are parlayed into helping your children have better lives. That's what their parents did for them. So I don't look at it as one way or the other. This is the world we live in now. And you should be super proud of whatever your parents have can and and will do for you. Yeah. Because you know what? They're the only people in the whole wide world who are ever going to do that for you and it's only going to come once. Mhm. And, and enjoy it and love it and appreciate it while you have it. Yep. And if you have gracious parents, remember that when you have when you become a parent, be a gracious parent to your child. Yeah. Amen. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. Switching gears real quick, I have to talk to you about your beauty and your skincare and everything. Um, You just told me you were 51 years old, um, and I just think that it's... I couldn't go without asking you how you take care of your skin because you're, you have beautiful skin. And you were always known for having stunning skin. So, Yeah, I was lucky. Um, Genetics had a lot to do with it. That's so another thing I got from my parents. I'm very thankful for it. So, so let's put that on. Because let's, they gave me beautiful skin. Um, yeah, well, let's, right? let's put that out there, okay? She wasn't, like, coming from an unfortunate place. So you, were, you had the genetics. of That was what your thing was. You were known for your flawless skin. Yeah, um, and... So, you know, over the years, my skin has changed. Right. Um, You know, like anyone, you know, I have, like, fine lines. I have wrinkles. I have stuff like that. And, you know, basically, I stay on top of it. The the keystone of everything is clean skin Mm -hmm. and really being clean inside and out. And the cleaner you are, the better your skin looks. Yes. Water, water, water. Water, water, water. Sweat, sweat, sweat. Mm -hmm. Bath, bath, bath. Mm Um. DIY facials yeah. are super important. Yeah. What kind, what's your um, favorite DIY facial? My favorite DIY facial is, um, and the and this. The I'll tell you mine one, when you're done. Okay. <laughs> is you take um, a plain probiotic yogurt. You got to make mm. sure that it doesn't have sugar. You have to make sure that it doesn't have anything in it. It should just say like yogurt cultures. That's it. Mm-hmm. Those those are the two ingredients. Um, and then you take that and you take the seeds from a papaya. Ooh, and you put you're, it in you're a exfoliating, yes. Mm-hmm. That's great. But exfoliating in a really gentle way. Right. It's more of like a, a, a different kind of, there's mechanical, there's chemical. Not that this is chemical, but this is dissolving it with the papaya enzymes and the yogurt cultures. I love that. I'm going to try that. Oh, it's so great. I love it. My favorite is I like the exfoliating feeling too. I actually take coconut oil, like, you know, organic, virgin, cold uh-huh. press, and then I mix it with sugar to get you this Love beautiful it. and then because it's oil and sugar it scrubs a little bit but then the oil will melt the sugar and you have that lactic acid kind of exfoliation so that's a quick and easy one too you know i didn't know that oil melted sugar yeah but then that makes sense because yeah. when you bake a cake the yeah. butter the butter yeah. melts the sugar because it's not like you know like the apricot scrubs or that that the granules stay mm-hmm. there because i don't like that because they stay on so long so you can actually over scrub when you're using sugar like grainy grainy sugar it will scrub and then it will just melt away and then you just have like a, a coconut oil kind of sugar mixed on your face and rinse it off and you know wash and i i love the how often do you do it 
I mean, I don't do it as much as I should. You know, I sort of, I sort of like when I start to feel like my skin isn't looking as fresh as I'd like. That's when I start doing the exfoliating. Um, but when I do it, I love it. You mm. know, um, and I'm a big fan of glycolic slash lactic acid creams for the face to wear at night, but only like a couple nights a week mm-hmm. because you know all those rough kind of damaged skin, fine lines. That's from your environment. You know going out to the Hamptons for a weekend and just being around a fire pit, you know, that will get you that junk sits on your face. So that's a good time to exfoliate too with something glycolic and lactic. And also sunscreen. Yeah. Because oh, you page. have to have sunscreen, but it's heavy. Yeah. You know, and that's, and you can get pores from sunscreen yeah. if you sunscreen. don't do a facial a lot. Absolutely. You know, my base routine is reversed from Rodan and Fields because I have melasma and that started happening, like those those changes started happening hormonally with pregnancy yeah. and then they've kind of come and gone and yeah. they go back once it comes it doesn't ever actually 100% go away anytime you go into the sun those memory melanin cells have memory so oh wait and and you know what uh Dr. Wexler Amy Wexler you know Mm -hmm. Amy right Mm -hmm. she told me yesterday she has she has melasma too we were discussing um she said that solar heat like you can be covered with your hat and you can have your sunscreen on but when it gets above a certain temperature like when it gets above 90 Mm -hmm. The, the actual heat, the solar heat, yeah. triggers triggers the melasma to start producing in the skin. Yeah, it's scary. It is. But so you've, you're kind of becoming the ambassador for Rodan and Fields. That's sort of your really go-to at these. Well, that's my, you know, that's my base routine. Mm-hmm. So I use Reverse, and that's helped me keep my melasma at bay, mm-hmm. and that's great. Um, and then, you know, I also like the business. Mm-hmm. My sisters and I work the Rodan business together, and that's and that's nice because I love doing stuff with my sisters. Yeah. And anything that brings us together more yeah. is good by me. Um, and then, you know, I try all kinds of different things because one of the things I think it's really important is do not be a beauty snob. Never use something because it's really expensive and you feel like oh, you should. Oh, I hate that. It's such and marketing gimmicks if it's too expensive. and Right? Like, yeah. Like I always say, your skincare should not cost more than your 401k. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. Um, and... You know, n- and don't discount something because it's at drugstore. It's the worst. It's, it's such a bad thing to do. All of that, like you should never think about if it's very expensive. It works. Somebody once said to me, "Oh, is there a cream that you can put on and get rid of wrinkles?" I said, "Let me ask, tell you something. If there was a cream that I could put on you that did the same thing as Botox, don't you think I would do that? Like rather than poke you and such, but." Um, High end, low end. There's you have to look at the ingredients. It's all yes. about the ingredients label. What's your favorite beauty product right now that you're using? Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, for me, I'll let you think about that. I just I love argon oil. Uh huh. And I for a long time was a fan of the Josie Moran one. Mm-hmm. Physicians Formula makes one now, and I look at the ingredients. It's all argan oil. So I've been using that, and I feel like it's pretty comparable, and it's about forty dollars cheaper. It's a drugstore brand. You mm-hmm. know, I look at the ingredients. I look at the ingredients too, um, and one of the for for hair mm-hmm. on my favorite my favorite on the drugstore end is actually Queen Helene cholesterol conditioner. I love that stuff. It's I have crazy best. hair too. I love that stuff, and especially in the summer, you know, mm-hmm. when you're swimming and you want to just like put conditioner in your hair all the time yeah. for the chlorine and the salt yep. and everything else that's happening to your hair. That's the best. Yeah, um, and then at 
And then for a treat on the high end, Garen mm-hmm. just started. Um, he's my next door neighbor, by the way. Oh, full disclosure. Well, tell him I said hi. <laughs> I like some of the hair care product over here. I'm kidding. You know, and I'm always like horrified. Every time I get in the elevator, I'm coming from working out. My hair's busted every time like, oh, I see no. Garen and, yeah, and his husband, Tom, who's his partner in the business. Um, so, yeah, the, the R&Co shampoo and conditioner, like oh, if you wow. want to treat yourself. I love that. Um, what is next for you? Like, I know that you have a lot of things happening. You know, you have the, we didn't even touch about As If. You're the editor and the founder of As If. So no, I'm not you, the founder of As no. If. Um, I'm the beauty director of beauty As director. If. Beauty director. And that's a really interesting I thought you were also the founder, too. But no, I, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Our editor-in-chief is actually an ex-makeup artist. Oh, wow. Who, that's how she started in the business. She's now uh, the editor-in-chief. She's the principal photographer for the magazine. Her husband's the publisher. So okay. it's it's a it's very beautiful. interesting magazine. Mm-hmm. It comes out quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 17 by 22. It's printed like a coffee table. 17 by 22 inches. It's yeah. printed like a coffee table book. And, you know, the next time you go into a five-star hotel or you take a private jet or you're in a private marina you'll come across the magazine or if you go to Rizzoli yeah you'll find it I love it it's such a beautiful magazine what kind of things as the beauty director would you like to see um, portrayed more with magazines now you know I know you're a beauty director of that but you obviously must pay attention to what's being put out there I love that they're showing more ethnically diverse people women what would you like to see you know, I would like to see. Um, we need we need more size. We need more. We mm-hmm. need a more different. We need a, a larger differential in size, mm-hmm. even in beauty, um, because you know people tend to talk about it a little bit for you know for fashion, right? But in beauty, it's not really portrayed, right? Um, I'd also like to see more more diversity in age. I'd love, yeah, that's that's a good point. I would love to see both of those, and I would like to see people just leave the skin color alone, whether you're milky white, whether you're dark, whether you're Middle Eastern. I'd like to see more of of the skin color not being photoshopped. There's lots of controversy with the skin skin being photoshopped. You know, especially like the Bollywood culture, a lot of those women lighten their skin on covers. Leave it alone. Let it be. It's okay, you know. Um, I'd like to see a lot of more skin of different tones having makeup and swatches on it because it looks very different from one color to another so i'd like to see more of that and i think it's happening so yeah you know slowly but surely but one of the things you know about people becoming um social media sensations i think it's interesting because you hear directly from the public what they like and what they want yeah and so you know whatever it is that you want to see um when you're looking at models or when you're looking at influencers or whatever, you know, the more you like, you know, the, the more you click the likes, mm-hmm. uh, the more that influences um, what's next. Yeah. The, yeah. the big beauty companies and the magazines yeah. to choose what's next. So speaking of what's next, what's next for you? What's next for me? Well, there's Healthy Guru this weekend, yeah. which I'm excited about. And I yeah. hope to learn a lot yeah. about some new movements in fitness and, and, and nutrition. And then I'm going to launch a vlog in the fall. And it's going to be called, is it The Real Veronica Webb? No, that's where you can find me on okay. um, Instagram. Oh. But I'm toying around with the names. I think I'm going to call it Web on the Fly. Oh, I love that. You can do so much with your last name. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What do you think? Web on the yeah. fly. You know, and I really want to talk about, you know, I really want to talk about health, beauty, family, fashion, food, and fitness. And also, 
I'm so curious about the digital world and yeah. I'm so curious, you know, because like I said, I didn't grow up online, you know, how I can find services through um, through apps and the yeah. internet that give me more time to get the services I love and spend time with people who I want to be with. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out there. I'm excited. I, I just love that you're, you know, you've always been somebody who has been hardworking and hard and and soft at the same time do you know that's that's a that's a, a tough combination to have i understand exactly what you mean because my mother was hard and soft at the same yeah time. isn't that bizarre that just came out of nowhere but that's exactly how i feel like you have this discipline but then you have this softness and that's a tough combination to have so i commend you for it and i think that you're doing a lot of wonderful things i'm, I'm happy to have met you same here where can people find you on twitter on Twitter, you can find me at Veronica Webb. On Instagram, I'm the real Veronica Webb. And on Snapchat, there's really not a lot there yet because I'm learning how to use <laughs> We're it. We're going to teach her after yeah. this. <laughs> it's it's um, I am Veronica Webb. Fab. Thank you so much for being here. We had to have you back. Oh, wait, you were, wait, oh, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. And what? I also want people to visit my Facebook page. Okay. Because... Um, that's where you can learn all about Rodan and Fields if you come to my Facebook page. Are you more Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? What would you say? It's equal. Yeah. It's equal. Um, yeah, it's equal. It's equal. All say. right. But I have to say my Instagram feed I like more because it's all visual. Yeah, I love that. Well, there you have it, everyone. Check her out. Um, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had a ball. Me too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.